Shalom Abrachor of the Messiah is getting Daphnun Beis. Today's Daph discusses the Apotropos, the different types of an Apotropos by Yisoyimim. He's the one who is appointed to take care of their estate. At what point can uh, can Yisoyimim retract from a seal? We learn about firing an Apotropos and which Apotropos do we make swear that he was dealing with the estate honestly? We begin with a mission that tells us that Yisoyimim, who's just start relying on a Balabias, he wasn't appointed in any way, but just naturally became their caretaker. Or if the father appointed this Apotropos, this Apotropos is now Chayiv to take off Meiser from the Yisoyimim's produce so that they don't eat Tevel. An Apotropos which the father appointed, according to Ta- Tanakama, we make him swear. But according to Abishol, it's the opposite. The one who's appointed by Bezdin swears, not the one appointed by the father. Now the Gemara asks Sestira, you're trying to tell me that an Apotropos has to take off the Chiruma from the assignment. The Pesach says, Atem, that you need to take off Chiruma, not your Shotfeb, not your Orus, not your Apotropos, and not for somebody else. You see, an Apotropos does not take off Chiruma. If the answers. It depends why you're taking off the chuba. If you're taking off chuba to eat, that the apotropos is chayev. To put that, put it aside, we have a price that tells us that no, the apotropos can't take off chuba and maeser just to put it aside. The price continues that the apotropos is allowed to sell the yusimim's animals, their avodim, their shvachos, their houses, their fields, their vineyards, in order to feed them. But he can't sell it just to put that money aside. He's also allowed to sell their Produce, the wines, oils, flowers for feeding them, but not just to put it aside. The Apotropos also get, gets the melulav and arovis, sukkah, tzitzis, anything that has a limited expense, a, a, a limited expense, uh, including a shoifer. He also buys them, say, for Torah, tefillin, mezuzos, and the megillah, but he doesn't give it stocker from their estate because there's no limit to stocker. He doesn't do pedinshuun from their estate or tanchumi avelim. must have brought food over to avelim. Uh, the Apotropos also is not allowed to go to court for them to make them win or to lose for the Yusimim's estate. The Gemara says, why can't he go to court to make them win? No, it means that if he's trying to make them win and he loses, the same aren't going to lose out because of his failure, his negative ruling. The Apotropos is not allowed to sell fields that are far away to get closer ones, to sell bad ones, to get nicer ones, because maybe the new ones will get flooded. You never know if this deal is actually going to be good. The Apotropos is also not allowed to sell fields to buy slaves, but he can't sell slaves to buy fields. He says he's not even allowed to sell them to buy fields. Why? Because even when you buy a field, you don't know if it's going to pan out because maybe someone else actually owns this field and Balchayv is going to come and take it away. You don't know if the field's going to remain in the Nechassim in the of the assignment. Furthermore, the Apotropos is not allowed to free slaves. He's allowed to sell them for other ones. Uh, to, I'm sorry, to other people and have that other person free the slave. Rebbe says, 
that the slave is allowed to buy himself freedom, because that's like selling it to a third party. He's selling it to the Eved to free the Eved. The Brass also says that you have to make a chajbin with the apotropos at the end. Shimon Gamaliel says that that's not necessary. Bryce also says that we do not make an apotropos of Noshim Avadim Akhtanim, but unless the father decides to appoint them as the apotropos, he is allowed to. Now the Gemara brings in five stories of an apotropos. There was an apotropos who lived by Rabbi Meir. He was selling their land and their slaves. Numeri didn't let him. He saw in a dream. Hashem told him, I'm trying to ruin these this assignment's estate. And you're trying to build it. But nevertheless, he didn't listen to that dream. He said, Look, this is not what an Apatropist is allowed to do. And uh, just because I had a dream, we don't listen to dreams. The second Misa was there were Two people, the Sultan used to come to them on Erev Shabbos and make them fight. So a mayor went to them, and for three weeks in a row, Ben Ashmoshes, he made sure that there was Shalom between them. The Gemara says that he heard upstairs that, oh, your mayor is kicking the Sultan out of his house. Erev Shabbos is the time for the Sultan to rule. And our mayor was overcoming them and creating Shalom. The third story was, is a master with an Apitrapis in the town where Bishuma Levi was, and he was selling the, the land the oxen of the Yisraelim. But Yishimu ben Levi didn't say anything. So the Gemara explains that he held, like Rabbi Yosef says in Abraisa, that he always calls his wife his bias and his ox he called a field. He's saying that a shore has the same din as a sada. It's intrinsic, vital to the field. Just as the wife is the ichor of the home, of the bias. The fourth story was of Yusoyimim that started relying on this elderly woman. They sort of self-appointed her as their apotropos. And she sold their ox. So the relatives came to Rav Nachman and said, why is she selling an ox from the next day Yusoyimim? Rav Nachman said, look, Amishna said that if they're relying on her, she becomes like an apotropos. Uh, the ox went up in value. Yeah, but that was after she sold it. That happens sometimes. Aye, they said, but the guy who bought the ox hasn't paid for me yet. So Ben Nachman said, ooh, in, ca- in that case, you can you actually have someone to rely on. Rev. Chaniloi Bar-Idi, Omar Shmuel, he says that the property of Yisrael has the din of Hektish in that they're not officially sold until the payment was made. In that case, you could actually get the ox back now that it went up in value and resell it for that higher price. The fifth story thing where it brings was these Yisabim had these this barrel barrels of wine worth Four coins per barrel, and the Apotropos sold them, and then went up in value up to six coins. So when they came to Rav Nachman, he said, Look, you can rely on Rav Chanele Baridi. He says that it's not officially sold. The property of Yisoyimim is like Hektish, and that it's not officially sold until the money was paid. Therefore, if they didn't pay for these barrels yet, you could take them back at 
the price of four and resell it for six. The Gemara says that if someone buys fruits from the Yusayimim's property and it goes up in value, you can rely on to bring it back if he didn't pay yet. If it went down in value, we're not going to say that the Koyach of Ahedyut is more than Hektish. As long as the buyers didn't do a Kenyan Meshicha, the sellers can take it back. If Yusayimim are buying fruit, then if it goes up in value, as long as they didn't do Mashiach yet, they could back out. If it went down in value, you could go like Rav Chani Loy and say, hey, it's not sold until he gives the money. Rav Shishu Rav Edi says, that that's not such a good idea. Because sometimes the Yisoyimim are going to need it by Paris and no one's going to want to sell it to them because everything is stacked against whoever deals with the Yisoyimim. Next, the Gemara says, if the Yisoyimim paid for fruits, and then it goes up in value. So if they didn't do Mashiach yet, they could back out. If it went up in value, they could go like Rev Chanele Bar Idi. Until the payment's made, he could back out. And again, Rav Shishu Bredavidi says, that's also not a good idea in the long run for the Yisoyimim. Because until the money is actually given over, the seller is holding on to the stuff and he won't mind if it, if it gets destroyed, if a fire burns out, uh, burns them up, he won't try to protect it. So we make it as if it is theirs. If they already pay the assignment for their fruits and it goes up in value, they say, hey, it didn't do Mashiach yet. Heck, this is no worse than Hadjoit. If it went down in value, then we could go like Rav Chanelo and over here, if she should read read he says, again, it's not a good idea. Because sometimes the assignment are going to be trying to sell something and they're going to want the money right away and that person won't give the money until they actually receive the payers. But in some sense, you know, with the opposite of a silver lining, they could be losing out by having this advantage. Ashi says that I and Kahana signed on a star allowing the assignment to sell the sell property, sell fields, to pay for their tax without an achroza. Because in Ardoi, they said that for taxes, for food, or for a burial, they can sell their fields, they can sell their property without an achroza. Next thing where it tells us, there was a guy, Amram Tzolva, he was an apotraper for some Yusayimim. And the, the relatives of these Yusayimim came to complain to Nachman about him. They said, he's wearing these fancy clothing. Rav Nachman said, you know, it could be that's just to be able to deal with the bureaucracy. He has to look presentable. Yeah, but he's eating and drinking food that he can't afford. Yeah, maybe he found the Matsya, maybe he won the lottery. Who said he can't afford it? Yeah, but he's ruining all the deals. He's not. He's losing money in every deal he makes for the assignment property. So Benachman said, if you can bring some wit- witnesses that he's taka losing out on every deal, then I could remove him from his post. I could fire him. Because if Huna says that if an apotropus is making the Yusayimim lose all their Nechassim, then we remove him. Deberi Bishila disagree. They say that we wouldn't remove him, and the halacha is that we would. Now, we said that if the father appoints the Apotropos, we, we make him swear at the end that he was honest. Why? Maybe we wouldn't get any Apotropism if, they, if they're going to be put to the test at the end of their job. The Gemara says that no one becomes an Apotropos without the father having done some favor for him in the past. 
So just because we make him swear, that's not going to prevent Apetropism from standing up and they incur the assignment. However, the Mishnah said that if Bezdin appoints the Apetropist, we don't make him swear. Why? Because he's doing something for Bezdin. If we're going to make him swear, he's not going to want to do it. And then we're going to have a hard time finding an Apetropist. If you remember in the Mishnah, Abishol disagreed and he said that if Bezdin appoints the Apetropist, we do make him swear. I w- won't that discourage Apetropism from taking up the, that post. The Gemara says that there is a no that he's getting, that everyone's going to know that Bezdin trusts this individual. Being a trustworthy person is very valuable. Just because we're making him swear, that's not going to prevent him from taking on the post because he wants that covered, that recognition that Bezdin holds that I'm a trustworthy person. But if the father of the assignment appointed this apotropist, he's just doing him a favor, and if we're going to force him to swear, we're not going to find apotropism. That when Bezdin appoints the Apotropist, we do not make him swear. And a Bryser, Abelaz ben Yaakov, says that both of them need to swear. And we pass can like Abelaz ben Yaakov. And a Bryser of Tachlifa bar Ma'aruva said by Sitrabavo that if the father appoints the Apotropist for his kids, he has to swear because it's like he's hired. Rabbi responded, wait, 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 why are you bringing a, a, a measuring bowl for every single apotropist? They're all the same. They all have the din of a shomer sachar. It's not that he is a shomer sachar. We have to say he's like a shomer sachar. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.